Hello. Welcome to Hopefully Don't Break Up. I'm Julia Razzi. And I'm Will Miles. And today in the studio, a.k.a. our apartment, a.k.a. that's it, only two a.k.a.s, uh, we have Aaron Judge and Jesse Ross. Welcome. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you for coming to our humble abode. It's lovely. And Pleasure to be studio. here. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> this is such an interesting opening. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, we did how do you guys... <laughs> this is like a who's afraid of Virginia Woolf. I know, right? <laughs> I was up later than usual last night, and we were in Vegas for a few days, and I just had a huge cold brew, so I feel all sorts of tired yet wide awake. Late for her, average for me. <laughs> yeah, we are very opposite in the sleep department. Yeah. Well, we have an 11-week-old baby. Oh, my so. God. Yeah, but yeah. like... I don't know if you heard what I just said. Um, I was in Vegas. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, erratic sleep is something that we could talk about for the entire podcast. Well, I love erratic sleep. sleep. Like, what's the longest you've slept since that happened? Um, I think we've each gotten. I've. I think you've gotten seven hours, and I've gotten eight or nine a night. No, once on one night, one yeah. time oh. in eleven weeks, and <laughs> wow. it was like throw a party. Wow. Um. So I mean, usually we both have pretty interrupted sleep. Like I sleep probably seven hours, but like it's like two hours, then two more hours, you know, with an hour in between. Oh my god. Um. And I'm like a sleeper. Like I'm a stand-up comic. So like, yeah, I like to sleep. That's <laughs> yeah. a big part of my life. Well, we do best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The baby likes to scream in his sleep, and Aaron can sleep through that, but I can't. So it's a, it's a he's challenge. A, he's a sleep screamer. <laughs> God bless him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Eleven okay. weeks. So you've slept only once continuous for eight hours. That's uh, man. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, it's uh, it's also like we haven't been sleeping in the same bed for so long because um. When I was at the end of my pregnancy, I was like, get the hell out of this fucking yeah. bed right now and leave it for me. So we have we have a one-bedroom apartment, and we have, like, a futon. And so we've been sleeping with the baby in the living room and taking turns. So we alternate, and, like, in the middle of the night, we, like, shift, switch, like, we, sh- we switch shifts. And, That's a good uh, way to do it. Yeah, but we, I mean, I don't, like, for somebody I live with, I don't really see him that much. <laughs> the baby? This guy. Oh. The baby. <laughs> the baby's attached to my breasts all the time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Every once in a while, we'll get in together and like spoon or something, and it feels super novel. Nice. Yeah. Aww. It's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this guy? I've been sleep punching Will because of his snoring. and She also can't sleep through things. Like, I slept through an earthquake and a tornado, and I grew up on a very busy block in Chicago. Uh-huh. And she can't sleep through things. Like, I guess. She snores a little bit, and I can sleep through it. But That's actually not true, because <laughs> I've slept through many times of you coming home, or the other night when there was a spider, and our house guest yelled. <laughs> I've slept funny. through a lot of stuff. It's when the person next to me is... <sighs> that. Um, sorry, we can cut out the snore shaming. No, no, it's fine. I, I think feel th- like if you're going to have a relationship podcast, you can't cut out the snore shame. Exactly. It's, <laughs> that's a big part of it. It breaks my it heart is. because it sounds like he's struggling to stay alive. Yes. And that's the part that I think is the most disturbing because why should I be able to sleep while my partner is potentially dying? Well, I could <laughs> sleep through it. Just you <laughs> monster. You could wake up dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we, both, we both, I think, snore when we're drunk. Yeah, we, yeah. we like sure. get on our backs and like, <laughs> and like then you do have like the sort of like you know <gasps> kind of thing, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's been a while since I was upset by your snoring. Oh, well, we've been in the same bed for a long time, so. Oh God. <laughs> well, yeah, no, but dr- but dr- uh, alcohol or yeah. when 
you like it's a, only alcohol yeah or like really really bad like a few days of really bad eating like i think your snoring was really bad the other night because we just got back from vacation yeah. we were uh 24 hour drinking in vegas yeah that sounds that's, right uh, yeah <laughs> as you're supposed to do it but yeah but yeah that's a lot well and i don't know about food i feel like i never i in my adult life i don't think i can isolate an episode of a lot of drinking from bad eating yeah exactly like i can't do the science and draw the lines yeah it would have to be a a controlled experiment that you just wouldn't want to (laughs) do yeah exactly like have all these french fries but no alcohol i'd be like no (laughs) i guess they do kind of go together you you don't really know too many vegans who are drunks (laughs) drunks <laughs> like yeah i mean i can't think of any i mean i bet you could go and swing a dead cat outside this apartment and find a couple <laughs> drunk vegans oh i know some drunk <laughs> vegans those vegans would not like it if you swung a cat outside though. yeah they wouldn't like it yeah. So you would hit one. yeah you would hit one get a lecture and then they'd stumble <laughs> down the block um so how long have you guys been together um 15 years oh my goodness how'd you meet we met at work. Um, I was the IT guy, and Aaron was a secretary. Ooh, yes. naughty! <laughs> and uh, you know, I was doing I was doing stand up. Um, I had just started. I'd been doing stand up for like six months when I met Jesse. Yeah. And uh, he came to uh, an open mic that I did, nice. and then he d- still wanted to date me. So wow. I locked it down. That's love. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Great. So yeah. who approached who? Like it was. It was one of those, like, we were flirting. Uh, yeah. The, we were coworkers. It was, like, kind of forbidden. We shouldn't have been. And we yeah. were both, we both had girlfriends when we met. Was this at work that you were flirting? Or, like, did you go to one of those office drink? Yeah, no, times? we were, like, on AIM at work and, and chatting each other up and getting to know each other. But, like, the real spark happened at a little uh, drink up after work. What do you remember about that? <laughs> do you remember the location? Yeah, it was Grendel's. Grendel's Den in Harvard oh, Square. Oh, nice. Grendel's, yeah. you were at happy hour? Yeah, we nice. were at happy hour with our coworkers. Yeah. And uh, it was like, we Jesse was the only guy there. And then we, he started talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The show or yeah. the movie? Okay, nice. the, the show. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen the movie. I'm, I'm like a huge fan of the show, but still haven't seen the, the show's movie. show's great. show's got more fans than the movie, for sure. Uh-huh. For sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the movie, I, I've seen the movie more recently, and like it, it's a little bit underrated. It is. It's good. Christy Swanson, breakout role. Yeah. A whole nother. <laughs> we could do a Buffy podcast all day. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, then we uh, we started like talking and smoking cigarettes and being bad together at work. Mm-hmm. And you, you were both in other relationships at the time. They were ending. Mm. Yeah, they were at least. Yeah. They, both of they, our relationships. They were reaching their natural lifespan. <laughs> both of our relationships were ending. How long were those the ones you were in when you met? I was with my girlfriend. I mean, I was 23. Mm. So I was with my girlfriend for like a year and a half. And do, at the time, did you did you only date women or were you bi? No, I yeah. was bi. Okay. And I knew I was bi. But I was like, I was. I had been with my girlfriend for a while. And okay. like, I graduated college and stayed with her. Mm-hmm. And she was still in college. And so I didn't want to leave Boston because she was in college in Boston. So I settled in Boston, yada, yada, yada. But it didn't work out. And, and what about you? Been yeah. with your girlfriend? I think similar, like a, a bit over a year, um, which was about as long as I had ever been with anyone at the time. Okay. Um, 
but we've we've shattered that record. Nice. Shattered. <laughs> yeah. Shattered. Obliterated. Yeah, Fifteen this times. Yeah. Shattered. This is where we insert the shattered uh no Shattered. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> it always turns into a morning radio show. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, come on. Um, now that glass outside, would you say it shattered? Yeah. <laughs> no. uh, so what was it? So then you guys like sort of start this romance. So what was it, would you say about one another that was di- like what was it i don't know we were both kind of irreverent i was surprised by how irreverent jesse was because like we were working at this place and when i first met everybody who worked there he had literally like the day before or within a week i didn't know this until later uh shaved a very long beard and shaved his head whoa and so i thought that he was like military <laughs> like i was like oh here's this blue-eyed dude like I'm going to be friends with everybody here but that dude because he like he's like kind of like strapping and had like big shoulders and like looked like he worked out and had no hair and I was like okay so that guy's a right winger. <laughs> <laughs> it was just my style at the time was to just grow like very long hair and a beard and then get out the dog clippers and cut it all off, you know, like once okay. a year or so. Um kind of like a maximum low maintenance lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do that too. Is yeah. that something, maybe you, you grow up and get an actual haircut and you're like, I'm going to stick with the haircut thing. I don't know. Because <laughs> I did that for so many years. I would just grow it out and then shave it and then grow it out and shave it. It was so easy though. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really, really low cost, really, you know, easy maintenance. You can yeah. do it yourself. Yeah. So I, I had a very, uh, very in- incorrect impression, first impression of him. Okay. And if it had been one day earlier, it would have been a whole different impression. I would have been like, who's like dirty, filthy hippie? <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> and how about you? What was it about Aaron that was... I think similarly, like, the irreverence, sort of deep irreverence about everything, that's something that we've always bonded with. Yeah. Um, and, you know, honestly, like, the conversation starter was just Buffy. You know, she was sufficiently into Buffy for me to, like, find her interesting. <laughs> when we got engaged jesse got me an engagement ring and i got him the box set of buffy awesome yeah yeah yep, yep. when was that how long into the relationship back in dvd times <laughs> yeah okay. so how how long had you been dating at that point we got engaged and we were together like three and a half years three years something like that i would have to do some mental math but that sounds about right yeah and what made you get engaged oh that's a deep question uh, Ooh, nice. well, <laughs> deep question. <laughs> oh, shit, <laughs> uh, well, there's no better place for a deep question than on a podcast. So. You're right. Yeah, that's why people keep minutes. coming back. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still remember Aaron at a at a party when we were both drunk, pinning me down and, and punching me and saying, "Why won't you marry me?" Oh shit! I don't remember that. Yeah, it was with our South Shore friends. They were like, "Yeah, why don't you marry her?" Oh, those guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't remember that at all. But that sounds like the kind of thing that I would do. Yeah, I wasn't really like ready to make life choices at that point in my life. Like, I loved Aaron and like liked the idea of being with her and didn't have any different visions, but like the idea of marriage had a sort of a, a finality to it that I just couldn't like wrap myself around. And the grim specter is still with you today. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, for me, it was like um, my, I grew up with, my parents got divorced when I was young and then my mom uh, had a female partner that I grew up with most of my life at yeah. home. And when I was 26, she died. She had cancer. Your mom? Or no, my her mom's partner. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
And my mom was just very much like, you know, I wish we'd met sooner. She wasn't like, oh, I wish we'd had longer together. Like, I wish she'd lived longer. And my mom was just like, I wish I'd been with her my whole life. You know, like, mm-hmm. I wish I'd been with her longer. And that kind of, like, burst the bubble that I had of, like, oh, like, how could I marry this person that I've been dating since I was 22? You know? Um, and mm. so I was, and I just, I just kind of wanted to get started on something meaningful. Um, I knew, and I think the other thing was, like, we had been through, like, three rough periods and like we still wanted to be together even though we had no real reason mm-hmm. like there was no like it wasn't we could just have broken up but we didn't we we like made up and stayed together and that was like enough to me to be like well maybe we can survive hard things yeah and we did break up once and you know that was very early though we were dating for like 3 or 4 months when it we was up. very early but a lot of my earlier relationships like the closing months of them were kind of like there, there was sort of a cowardly waiting for her to break up with me thing going on. In oh, a you lot don't of say. Them. Yeah. I'm sure no <laughs> listeners of this podcast or other men of your generation would relate to that at all. Yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah, did yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you <laughs> did? <laughs> Waited for someone to break up with me yeah. and I didn't. Oh, yeah, I did everything in my power to try to get someone to break up with me. And they were like, oh, Julia, there she goes again, being her wacky self. <laughs> like, See, that's we literally just set our house on fire and you won't leave me. The Lisa Left Eye Lopez. What? Yeah. I'm Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Oh, yeah. no. Don't go to Central America. Yeah, I know, no. right? Oh, God. Sorry. Wait, why? <laughs> I, see, that's why I just didn't she, commit in my 20s. She what? died there. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, Under sketchy circumstances. Yeah. Anyway, wait, what did you just say? That's why I didn't commit in my 20s because I probably would have done the same thing. Where you like are in a relationship and then you kind of like act crappy to get the other person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that, but I never, it was always like, uh, oh yeah, I'm just not going to like be around for weeks. (laughs) Yeah. And then it'll be like an assumption, like, wait, are we still hanging out? And it's like, oh, I don't know if you want to, I can come over now, but I haven't really thought about it. And then it's like, are we still hanging out? Attention all the women who've ever texted Will, are we still hanging out? I'm sorry for you. You're not. I'm very sorry. Yes, you're not still hanging out. That's another podcast he hosts, are we still hanging out? out? Hopefully we're still hanging out. Hope we're still hanging out. That's actually a much better not stop hanging out. Yeah, that's a very like modern day romance sort of podcast of hopefully we still hang out yeah. <laughs> we're just hanging out <laughs> no know? one dates yeah well i think with the I, I don't know if you can relate to this jesse but the like act behaving badly so someone leaves you i mean i think there's a few things to it one i mean i did it so i wouldn't be the bad guy oh yeah you know but also i think i did it at the time i was in my 20s and i was like I don't know. I almost wanted to force this person to see like the ugliest side of like my worst behavior. And I think maybe there's part of me that was like, how, I don't know, like what can I get away with in like a fucked up way? And I don't know if that was to see, I don't know if it was like how much they loved me or how are you supposed to behave in a real, like, I don't know. It was like, I was experimenting with what boundaries were. And what I learned from that is that I do very well with, Bound, not boundaries like rules like not my partner t- but like I need a partner that's going to express like hey I'm not okay with you not coming home at night or like whatever it might be you know what I mean yeah 
So yeah, that's what I. I I'm sure, that person's learning. probably like, I can't believe I have to say this, but <laughs> I'm not good with you not coming home at night. <laughs> um, I just want to say, like, maybe this is just me and we're different people, but like, if you're gonna set the house on fire, like, <laughs> no judgment, but I can't. No, but I mean, like, for example, like, a, like a month into Will and I dating, you know, we hadn't really decided if we were. Uh, you know, uh, what is a it? real thing? Significant. Uh, yeah. Sure. Uh, what is it? Not monogamy. Like, um, boyfriend, yeah, we, girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. We hadn't like given it a title Going yet. Steady. And he was like, <laughs> he hadn't pinned you. Yeah. yeah exactly. She didn't wear <laughs> my jacket. So yeah. he was like, I'm not sleeping with other people. And I'm like, well, I haven't, but I don't know that I'm ready yet to fully commit. And he was like, okay, well I just asked that it not be other comics. And him saying that actually made me more attracted to him because he was like, hearing me he respected where i was mentally but he wasn't like but he also was like okay well i'm not gonna be cool with you like sleeping with my friend you know what i mean and and i think had he been like cool i don't care that would have right been like a i liked that there was maybe it's just communication not bound whatever it is no there's like there's like buy-in right like there's something about having structure that's like well we're here We're, we're this is real I, there's stakes for both of us here. Yeah. And there's there's a self-knowledge there that, that is attractive too, I think. Like in the face of something maybe a little unconventional, mm-hmm. being able to be like, oh, you know, yeah, but, you know, not in this way. Like to, yeah, to be able yeah. to just rapidly understand that and figure out what's okay for you is, yeah. seems like a good thing. And I'm like a huge believer in ti- personal timing. Like I used to think timing, what you know, like you guys got together young and Will's like, oh, well, I couldn't have done it that young. It's like... But it's like your Personally, own personal yeah. timing. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's like so huge because maybe had I met that person later or met well sooner, like it wouldn't have lined up, you know? Yeah. And I was later in life than Erin was. She was 23. I was 28 or 29. Um, oh, you were okay. 27 or 28. Yeah. 27 when you first met together? <laughs> yeah. 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 When you got engaged, you were about 30? When, yeah. Yeah. We got married. You were, I was 27 and you were 32, right? Yeah. Nice. Yep. Um, but so that was I definitely wasn't ready yeah, yeah. until most of the way through my 20s for, you know, yeah, bigger stuff. So did you feel pressure to get married? I mean, there was definitely like literal like, let's get married. Apparently let's definitely I was get punching married. you. Um, and there, there was the physical punching. violence um, directed towards that. Um <laughs> But we no, I was I was I was just like no, you know, like for for a long time I was just like that's like a big thing and I don't feel like I'm there yet, you know, and then you know, we kind of reached a point where we both were like, all right, let's do this. Let's mm-hmm. like, you know, formalize this and like do our lives together, you know. Yeah, and like we merged finances like we've been living together for a long time and then we've merged finances like a month before we got married. And that was like, that was the like, no turn, no turning back type thing for me. And ever since then, it's been like the same. Yeah. But that was the biggest, like get the getting married. I think the last big change up until like, like having the baby was when we merged our finances. Did you full merge? What does that mean? Asking all of your finances? Yes. Yeah. We just ever since have had just a single account. Straight up merged. Oh man, yeah, it was big. I think I grew up too selfish for that, but <laughs> that sounds. I like. I like the sound of it. Well, I mean, I've definitely been the like Jesse's definitely been the earner. <laughs> this relationship <laughs> It's definitely not been equal, but like you know, I think that there's like 
interesting ways that we figured out how to manage it all. That's good. Yeah. Along the way. When you mer so here's a question, if you don't mind me asking. Well, you're on a podcast, so <laughs> too bad. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, because you agreed I, to this. No. We've we've like loosely talked about that, but haven't done anything about it yet about finances. Yeah. And there is a little part. So, will right now? I feel like, and I don't mean this as a negative thing, but I feel like you have been on a tiny bit of a shopping spree because <laughs> I don't you, know what she's talking about. Because he he had a, he's had a good. Uh, if anyone wants to rob Will right now would be no, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying Will Will's had like a pretty good like a little chunk, right? And uh, I don't know what you mean. You mean like there's a bit and then there's like a chunk. Yeah, like a chunk yeah exactly. You have about <laughs> yeah. finances. Will, the, new, the new stuff. Will got Will had got a good job and <laughs> he was a little bit like now I can finally buy all the sneakers I can fit into this one designated closet, but then he's overspilled. Why re- is it always re- the sneakers? <laughs> Desperately asked I love him sneakers. to not overspill. But uh, why is it always the sneakers? It's always the I sneakers. We should change a podcast to hopefully Will doesn't buy any more sneakers. <laughs> I'm, I recall an Anderson <laughs> Pack line where he said I've been broke for way too long, so now that I got it, I'm gonna spread it out. I don't know. Wow, that's a really yeah. great quote. It's I, great. Uh, it's great. <laughs> Just the amount of time you've been broke, and then you're like, you have like enough. To sustain life, and then a little bit more, you're like, oh, what is this feeling? Well, well so here, okay, okay, maybe that's <laughs> sneakers. So, I love I, them. I do feel like because it's quote unquote his, you know, it's his money, and he's an adult, and he can do whatever he wants with it. Or like when we're in Vegas, I was like, hey, are you gonna cut yourself off? On but a that's, gambling, that's gambling, though. Gambling's different. And straight up, like. Vegas is a place that will like be a hole for your money that sneakers exactly. could never be. Exactly. Right. And, and so, but, and I've been on Fairfax. Like I know sneakers yeah. can cost money. But, exactly. I, but I do feel, I did feel, especially in Vegas, I didn't like the feeling of being like, now William, yeah, yeah. make sure you have a budget because we don't have a shared bank account. However, I do feel like as his partner, there's a certain responsibility to like yin and yang and be the responsible one and be like, I know you're really excited to be here. I know you love playing Big Bang Theory slots. I don't know why. It's very Even fun. though you don't like the show. I've never seen the show. My, uh, my barbers love it. Even better. <laughs> but and I and I felt like you were you had a little bit of the you're not the boss of me attitude but i have to do that but it's good to remind me you you have to do that (laughs) i mean it makes me feel right when when i say oh i can do what i want but then i i I actually am hearing you see but then yeah yeah, yeah, like i think when you when like i think that when people uh who might or might not be male in many cases momify (laughs) their partners it's like it's not that awesome for us no yeah thank you you know like it's like I i would say that to a friend sure yeah I mean, it's 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 just sort of like it, but there's almost like a dance that's being done in front of you. Like I'm gonna do, you know, you know what my money situation is. You're gonna watch me lay this down, and like the whole thing is like a, per, it's like a, it's like a game of chicken, waiting for <laughs> the, your other person to be like, excuse me, I don't think, but we don't like our money stuff is like, I don't know. It's like Jesse will be like Aaron, ah. Uh, there's this can of soda. Here are 500 reasons why I think I should buy it. And I'm just like, it's your money. Buy the five cent <laughs> can of soda. Like, I really don't care. And um, I've, I, so I feel like I don't have that role of being like, hey, rain yeah. in. Yeah. I never have. 
we're just neither of us really big spenders. You yeah. Know? Um, so like it, it's just kind of naturally not been a problem. My um, my mom and her partner actually really love to gamble, mm. and I always found it really stupid. Yeah, how, I mean, if, how, are they over fifty five? Is all they? Yeah. I think they're all gamblers. My I parents I, aren't. Nah. But is is gambling legal in Massachusetts? I mean, they can just go to Connecticut. They're just not. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. So I I will say this about money. (laughs) And it is such a mind fuck because it's very silly that like there's not a class in high school or college or like, you know. Completely. Like you're learning biology, but you're not learning how to balance a fucking checking account. Like let's give some real people skills. You know what I mean? It's actually a very good point. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, I think about this a lot. Like the financial education. Like I just look at like all the ways in which people who are broke get screwed yeah yeah and it's really it's really terrible and there are some ways that are kind of like fines on being poor and then there are other ways that are just like not knowing how to manage money yeah because then you get to college and then you get offered a fucking beach ball and a frisbee and a credit card three hundred dollar 28 percent interest rate credit card yeah and i mean here's the thing about money that's tricky i didn't do it till i was 34 though the the credit card thing nice i feel like i missed out on a lot of stuff on, well, on a lot of foolish spending yeah, exactly, that you could yeah. have spent. No, that's that's kind of why had, I'm We both had now. bad experiences with yeah. credit card debt oh, in yeah. early 20s. Oh, I did credit card debt through most of my 20s. Uh, I thought my credit card was a paycheck. Yeah. And I was raised by extremely frugal immigrant parents yeah. where it's like, it's annoying because you're like, I understand that you have worked your whole lives so that your children and grandchildren will be okay, but please go pay for a haircut. Like, do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, Please. It's habit. Yeah. So, so, so there are times where I think Will is a little bit like caution to the wind, and I'm like, oh, this is just my the way I was raised coming out. I don't want to be that person that puts a, like a kibosh on the fun, you know, because my parents won't eat somewhere unless they have a coupon. But then at the same, <laughs> it's always Bertucci's. Um, Ooh, it's, you know, it's always Will's like Bertucci's. Bertucci's. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah it's okay. always Bertucci's. Um, but. But at the same time, I'm also like, I don't know. I just, if there's a deal that can be found, it like drives me crazy. And Will's like, yeah, I'll take it. And I'm like, I literally have a coupon in my hand for 40%. Off. Like, why? And he's like, oh, well. <laughs> a coupon? Yeah. Does it make like- you nervous about merging finances then? No, I'd be the one to be nervous about probably with merging finances. Oh, really? Uh, Well, I just, you know. When I see something I like, I like to be able to get it. But what about the future? What do you mean? Saving for the future. Oh, I'm doing that too. But I see, I don't know any of this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got a lot saved away because also, you know, it's a fickle business. So you're like, Good oh. for you. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sure, it, who knows, you know, everything. I mean, maybe we should have a deep have... discussion about this offline. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if, you have, if you have, like, your play, like, okay, so uh, last year, so Jesse and I, um, for years, Jesse was like, can we budget? Can we have a budget? Can we have an actual public, visible, shared budget? I like that. And I'd be like, no, my stuff is so cash as cash can. Like, I have some, like, huge months and I have some not so much months. So, yeah. like, how could I budget? I don't know. It's just like, you and then finally, like, I was like, all right, we can budget. No, and- you were like, we need a budget. <laughs> <laughs> Why won't you let me have a budget? <laughs> I'm sure that's true. <laughs> so then now we have a budget. We've managed to save a staggering amount of money in a year. And um, I, I think that the thing that was really most exciting about it for me was that 
um, my one of my good friends got married last year, and uh, we were like, "Oh, should we stay in the real hotel?" With the, it was like a long weekend in an expensive yeah. city, or should we try to find something cheaper? And then Jesse was like, "Well, look at the account that we have for like screwing around, like our fuck around money. Like we've got plenty of money. Let's just do it." So there's like this fungible account yeah, where that's you're great. like, yeah. all right, so our Vegas account has 800 bucks in it, so we don't have to stress about our 800 bucks of gambling. That's great. You well, know, that, yep. that is what I have suggested. I I thought, and I said this to you. I before, did budget, yeah. That we did. No, no, that we do. Like, if you want to keep a bank account and I keep a bank account, that's fine. But then we create a third bank account. That is like shared money. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. all the rent money goes in it. All the bills money goes in it. If you want to throw an extra because you had like a great gig that week. And then that extra is the fun like going out to dinner, whatever, whatever money. That's literally what we do. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah? A great, my, that's a my, great idea. My yeah. extra money, like what is above what I expect to earn as a comic and a writer, um, goes into this account we call Funsies. Nice. It's for funsies. Yeah, <laughs> and, it's, <laughs> and it's fungible. Nice. Which is yeah. uh, what I like. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, please edit that out. <laughs> fungible? Yes. Fungible TM. Shattered. Yeah, shattered. Uh, shattered. Fungible. <laughs> well, you were... The, the reason why I know that you're not foolish is, for example, like we went to Vegas and we stayed at the Flamingo, which um, if anyone is looking to go to Vegas, I've stayed at the Flamingo many times. It's definitely like it's a good bargain. It's not a dump, but there are there was like a hole in our ceiling. You know what I mean? Like just like little things like that. Yeah. But it was pretty great overall. And Will was like, this is fine. And so I know that you're not a crazy person about money because yeah. you would have been like. Let's stay at the, you know, lot like to me, clothes and uh, and shoes don't feel as irresponsible as like a giant purchase. Where I'm like, I wouldn't buy a random car unless somebody out there has a VW bus <laughs> available for a certain but amount of money. But <laughs> I take, and I don't mean to be. I really, I I rarely try to say because I'm older, but I am a few years older than Will, and I remember thinking that way. What? Oh, the big purchases? That, like, oh, the clothing. Oh, yeah. but like, it's just a shirt that's 20 bucks. It's just a this. And then you're going to, there's going to be one day where you're going to be like, oh my God, the cost of all these white t shirts, he owns a lot of white and black t shirts, <laughs> could <laughs> have bought ones. like a, a one week <laughs> vacation. You know what I mean? Like, you will. Yeah, that's true. You know, and I'm not saying it's bad, but I think what you are enjoying buying might change at some point. I think that's definite. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. Like, I think, you know, Jesse and I often like reminisce before we learned to cook, we like went out to eat a lot more Mm. and we, we went out to like what I think are mediocre restaurants now and that we would frequent, you know, there was some, I mean, no, 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 no hate on any of our like truly favorite restaurants. If anybody from Emma's pizza is listening to this podcast, we're not <laughs> talking about you. Nice. Um, but like, you know, we would go out to like these places where it's like, they, we, they'd be like, Oh, Brussels sprouts that we put like in the broiler and <laughs> be like, amazing. Yeah. But that was worth $20. That was a big deal back then. That was like 2005. It was, true. it was super exciting. Yeah. But like, but like, I think we've given ourselves amnesty for whatever mo- money we spent on like dumb restaurants that if we had, had invested it, we could have a down payment now, you know? Yeah. It was just sure. how we were yeah. living and it yeah. was, it's fine. Like, yeah. you know, like I, I can't, you can't be like, Oh, it's like sunk cost. Like it's gone. And it was good times and God bless us. The broke times were good times. I will say like I didn't have a bad time being broke. Did you feel broke? Bro- like truly broke? I've been broke, but I also am stubborn about, not asking for anything every yeah. now. 
So mm. I, it's brokenness with like a sense of, I don't want to trouble you. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'm fine. I'll be, I'll be fine. I'll figure it out. And then mm. like punch a wall later. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you have to pay for that wall. And then I, yeah, now the wall is an added budget. And now it's like, fuck, all right, I got to yeah, <laughs> work another like, job now. <laughs> when I have been quote unquote broke, I've yeah. never felt comfortable saying it because at the end of the day, if I couldn't pay rent, I could stay with my parents. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's like, why I don't me, say poor. Or, yeah, or I guess poor my parents would send me a check. Yeah. yeah. And like, I think, I think that that's like, that's what somebody one time was saying, like, um, I think it's like a statistic or something. That's like, if you, if you have access to $500 um, from anyone, your psychiatric state is like, you like mm. your mental health yeah. is like much improved over anybody who doesn't have access to $500. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I have access to $500. Like, I can't even count the number of people who, if I was in an emergency situation, would be oh, like, here's $500. So 40% so of grateful. Americans don't have that. Though. I know. Really? Yeah. yeah. Don't have and $400 uh, emergency money. Don't have money. access to $400. That's yeah. But that's why when sometimes I hear a comedian who I know is like mooching off their girlfriend. Yeah. Get, you know, whose parents give, you know, and it's like, oh, it's so hard being a broke comic. I'm like, get a job. Like, yeah. It's yeah. like hard to hear sometimes that shtick. And I know it's sort of like a shtick that a lot of newer comics, it's usually a newer comic that does it. Yeah. But when it's like, some white dude that's like staying at their girlfriend's house so that they can pursue their dream. I'm like, you don't know. That's not broke. And then yeah, they're just yeah. fronting. They're just like trying on a costume. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then those are the same dudes who have bits about how like, why would you ever get married? Some girl takes half of what you got. It's like, you have nothing. <laughs> You're, You're, yeah. Yeah. Job. You're taking 90% of what she yeah, has. Yeah. Like and she can leech. take half your PS2 <laughs> games or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and it's people who Zing. like refuse to get <laughs> jobs like they won't get day jobs because they're like no i gotta i'm this is my career art I'm, yeah but I'm money doing art. but money is such a mind this, this is why money is such a mind fuck though because and i guess it's the same with like success and whatever but like i am beyond grateful for what i've been born into uh, I've I've always you know like had the you access. have to be Julia your first generation yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. you can't just be grateful you have to be beyond yeah I, have, I mean I have, to, I have to feel guilty all the time yeah no. there, there, there has to be a rending of the, yeah. the, the the white and black t shirts you buy you have to rip them yeah <laughs> but I no but like I've I've always um, I've been very fortunate in that I think I've had a lot of I don't know if it's luck or whatever but like every time I'm like oh my god fuck, I don't know what my next gig is for next month. I'm fucked. And then like, I get a call. Like, you know, like I, I've, I've, I have a lot of gratitude, but because we live in a world where it's like, I don't want that to think I'm settling. Do you know what I mean? Like I have to strive for more, but then living in LA when you're driving past homeless people all the time, like it's such a mind fuck of like, am I making any sense? Yes. Like being like, I'll sometimes be sitting in my hammock so because I'm not working right now and I'll be like I mean I am but not you know you get it you don't have a day yeah, job yeah. I don't yeah. have a day job and but I'm okay but you're freelancing right. and, you're and like I'm that. freelancing yeah. and exactly. I'm waiting for the next job to come and I'm like this is so amazing like I, I can't believe I'm okay and then there's like well how can you just sit here and be grateful you should be out there trying to work hard or whatever like it's such a I feel like I just did not say anything, but no, I that's hope. just no, called no. being American. Yeah. Like I think, I think when, uh, I had a friend who traveled to Europe and she was like, 
I am not really very American. Like, I don't think like the right wing ways most Americans do. Um, when I when I go to Europe, I like really relate to them. And then I was like, well, I, I don't really think it's like necessarily about left and right wing politics. I think like, for example, in Europe, they don't really identify with their jobs. And she just went yep. like, yeah, none of them had jobs. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> These people were just like not working and they well, didn't then feel you, bad about it. But how do you explain then my parents who are European? Um, well, they're, they're immigrants to here oh, so in they like assimilated to that. I think, and I think that there's also like, um, I don't, I mean, I don't even necessarily know how, because your parents did immigrate after world war, like after the post-war era. Yeah. Mm. So like in Europe, there's like post-war, post-post-war Europe, like the seventies and after there's like more socialism. And so people have like more equality, especially yeah. in like Western mm, Europe. Okay. But I don't know about your parents in particular. You don't know my parents? You don't know my parents? <laughs> I don't know about when they came or what their circumstances Well, let me tell were. you. No. <laughs> but, like, but, like, you know, all of my family, like, I lived in a very New York, Brooklyn, Italian neighborhood that I came from. Very Italian, very Irish, but everybody came in the 30s. Mm-hmm. So there was not, like, anybody who came after World War II. Yeah. Yeah, my dad came in the 50s. Six, 50s and your mom's 60s? My mom right? came in the 60s. Yeah. My dad is, like, I mean... I think all he does is talk about money. Well, I mean, I mean I think the Italy 50s, would have been in yeah. real rough shape. In the fifties yeah. in Italy, 50s. they were still real. It was still real bad. Yeah. Have you read the Ferrante novels? Um, it's so funny. I have it on a list. Yeah. Of like, but to-dos. like it, it's like it like shows you how completely destroyed Italy was for like mm-hmm. decades. Yeah. It's just oh God. It is so. It is. And money is just one of the most dysfunctional. I think ever, no one no one is right in how they're doing it. I mean, there's some people who are definitely wrong. <laughs> the thing that's crazy yeah. to me about America is that I've found that, like, brothers and sisters can grow up with very different ideas about money. Like, it's almost yeah. like even in the families, like, like, we think, okay, well, we don't learn about it in school. You must learn about it at home. But I know people who are in the same family who have completely different values around money. And It's, it's also just an so, age thing, I think, too. Where you're like, because my brother's six years older. I think he uh, has worked harder than me probably so i think it's just because i grew he also up, has two kids he has two kids but he also grew up you know like our family every every family i feel like you gain more money as you grow and yeah. so i'm the younger Hopefully. i'm the baby so so like i experienced the best parts of uh my parents both having jobs while i, while I was a kid and my brother probably didn't get that so he has a sense of like i grew up in this with this amount in my head and I grew up with like oh I got this amount in my head yeah and so he I think has worked harder as a result of that my mom's mm-hmm. oldest brother has always sort of been like upset that his parents like he, he's always thought that his parents didn't want him to go to college because they didn't pay for it yeah and then like my mom had to get went to college on a scholarship and then her two younger than that siblings they helped a little bit and then my mom's youngest brother they paid for private college for him yeah exactly you know? and yeah. so there was like this whole trajectory <laughs> of like my uncle they were like what do you want you're 18, figure it out. And then for their youngest child, they were like, oh, you want to go to Colgate? Here's, yeah. <laughs> here's tuition, you know? And, I mean, and because no one taught them about money either. Exactly, yeah. So they're experimenting yeah. with their kids. Right. Wait, so... It's kind of crazy when you really think about it, but yeah, it's like... Okay, so we have to get a shared something. Yeah, I like that idea because then rent can just come from there. It's good. Or like we, a goal account, like a vacation account can be a nice too, thing. Yeah. You know, you each yeah. kick in a little bit here there's, and there. And there's like, three vacations I have in mind. Ooh. <laughs> nice. We do. I think Hawaii. It's Hawaii. But that's very easy Italy. to a friend that lives in Italy and Japan. Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Those are our three. Those are the three we agree upon the most. Yeah. That's very good. Which do you disagree upon the most? 
Uh, Trip wise? I don't think we disagree. I don't know. I want to go to India. I don't think you care about going to India. No, not no probably not within the next <laughs> probably not within the next five years. I yeah, mean, like, I mean, I want to go to South Africa, especially Fatima was talking about South Africa yesterday. Like it was great. She okay. She went there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I, I want to go to everybody says South Africa is great. I'm like, all right, yeah, I gotta go to South Africa. Did they so. shut off the water in Joburg? I don't know. They were know. supposed to do that. There was some city in South Africa where they were like, "There's going to be no municipal water. We're running out of water, and we're going to turn off the water oh, this summer." It was. I think it was Cape Town. But it was Cape Town. Oh, okay, yeah. Did they do it? I don't know. Anyway, I'm very interested in that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. But see, this is where my money guilt comes in, right? You're talking about like, oh, town might have their water shut off. A city, like a city a the size city. of Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, but then yeah. I'm like, like, and I know me not buying something isn't going to help them get water but like sometimes that guilt of going there to a hotel and taking a shower yeah yeah like yeah that's all of mexico it it like it's it's like if you walk outside the resort area i know that's not i mean will's actually been very good at and i've I've said this to you many times like remind because every now and then when i feel guilty for having whatever i have or sometimes i feel guilty for pursuing you know, my creative goals, like Will's really good about being like, but you will be able to make a bigger change in the world. If the more successful you are, you know what I mean? Like not in America, not not, not that you can't make a change without, but like, I mean, you know, you can volunteer and do all that stuff, but he's right. Like if I work really hard at being successful, like I'm going to be the kind of person that does do good things with my money. So it's not like I'm, just wanting money to be a fucking greedy asshole. Also, like, not to, like, Ayn Rand out, but you don't owe anybody anything. 100%. Like, yeah, I, but. like, Jesse said something when we were working together before Ayn we were Rand dating. Ayn, Ayn Rand. Like, oh. the, the fountainhead. Yeah. yeah. But, like, when uh, we were dating, um, before, before we were dating, actually, when we were working together, um, he said something that, like, totally revolutionized the way that I thought about the world, where he was like, your intelligence is there to help you. Mm-hmm. Like there, like there was something where I was like feeling guilty or feeling responsible for somebody else or whatever, like, you know, Catholic guilt type stuff. And like, he was basically like, why do you like, you don't, you don't owe like, you're not in this life to fix anything. Like, you're just like, it shouldn't be a burden at the very least. Yeah. Whatever like your passions are, whatever your like skills and talents are like, it's, to, it's, it's for your own, like well-being yeah i mean i think you know you want to try and be like a good person and generous and that sort of thing but like you can't be like ruled by you know anxiety over things that you can't change that's where i'm at yeah Um, yeah oh i i like fall apart sometimes yeah i really do i get like so i'm such an empath yeah me too yeah and it it i will get so frustrated because sometimes I'll have to remember like for example with comedy like there are days where I have to be like oh wait I forgot this is like fun and like first and foremost (laughs) it's supposed to be funny because sometimes I'll get so and especially think now with like there's just so much energy of like rage and change and like everything needs to happen fast and now and it's like I really have to remind myself to do like like little things are enough like being nice to somebody at the grocery store mm-hmm. volunteering at a homeless show. like you know like doing those small things are gonna be 
or could it hopefully fulfill and leave me that space to do what I thought was selfish, which is make money and create. Like, um, I think it's, is it Jen Cicero, the one who wrote You Are Bad? I can't remember who said yeah, it. I think but there's, but she did write that, but I don't know if it's her who said this, but I was reading somewhere where they were talking about like, um, when it comes to money, like, uh, it's, some of us will like look at someone like a fancy car and be like, gross, you know, like look at money as evil, but like money is made, money was created to be made. Like, so you don't, you also don't know if that person does a lot of nice things with their money. Like it's, yeah, you would hope they do. Yeah. And it's also not your place to do. And I, it, that like really stuck with me because sometimes I would like look at someone and be like, look at this show off on Rodeo drive with their fur. It's like, but you don't know anything about them. Also, they, they're probably really hot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they need water. Now that's empathy. Yeah. <laughs> There's almost no use for a fur, fur coat in LA. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really, I mean, I think in general, like the emotional stuff around money, especially as Americans, is like it's huge. And yeah. every single person has their own thing. And one of the biggest things about actually forming a family with somebody else is figuring that out. Yeah. You yeah, know, I feel like whole- sex and money are the things that in long term relationships, when people are actually friends who get along. Like if you're like in a couple and you're like you, you don't have like deceit or dysfunction. Um, if you're like doing it and your buddies like money and sex are like the things that are going to like trip you up. Yeah, well, you, absolutely. Uh, are you, are you guys open? Yes. Are you mm-hmm. still? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so how did you negotiate? Like, was that something that came up right away? We just never have been closed. Yeah. Nice. So we, we, whenever people are like, how do you open up your relationship? We're like, we don't know. Yeah, exactly. We've never been monogamous. Yeah. I have yeah. zero experience with opening, zero experience with opening up a relationship or holding a microphone near your mouth. <laughs> y'all, y'all are performers. I'm just a guy. <laughs> but, so I didn't even know met, they were though, called closed. But, I like that though. But it was, was that when you met, like had your previous relationships been open? Um, I, my relationship, like, my relationship right before being with Jesse was not open. No. And then I had other relationships that were, but it was probably not a healthy way in which they were open. Mm. It was like, one of us wants to make out with somebody else. So like, let's, you know, it was just immature stuff. Like, um, Mm. and then, um, we just sort of like decided, like we wanted to be, to formalize our relationship without adding monogamy to it. Right. Cause we had, we had been, early in our relationship, just kind of like coworkers who were fooling around. We, we weren't seeing like a future as a relationship there. And so there was never any question of, you know, monogamy or anything like that. Um, and, and it just grew from there. And I, I didn't have previous healthy experiences with open relationships either. Um, I, I had a few like things that were you know, open, but like not necessarily to everyone's satisfaction type thing. Mm. So what, if, if it's okay for me to ask, like, so what, what are the, what is that? What does a healthy open relationship look like to you guys? Well, I think we have one. Yeah. So, so it looks like, like this. <laughs> <laughs> you guys need a video podcast. Yeah. A, a vlogcast. Yeah. What do they yeah. call that? Vlog. A vlog. <laughs> a vlog. Right. Vlog. Vlogcast. Um, yeah, no, I mean, what there, I think everybody always emphasizes honesty and openness, you know, like being, uh, clear about what your expectations are and like, you know, what the rules are, quote unquote. And 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's actually kind of hard to identify anything that would necessarily be different from what you would need in like a healthy, non-open relationship. I just like we were I've just been a bunch of my friends have gone through breakups lately. And, you know, we're in Jesse's in his 40s. I'm in my late 30s, mid 30s, mid to late. I'm in my mid 30s. There it is. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Excuse me, Hollywood. I'm in my I'm in my early I'm in my late 20s. Um, So I I uh, I think that like a lot of the people that we know who are going through relationship strife right now. It's about sex and like really? I think yeah, it's the biggest thing. Not the not necessarily, but I've seen it a few times. And and, and yeah. what kind of things? Like it's just not working. Like they're supposed to be together. They've been together n years, and like they're not sexually like both people aren't satisfied. So then they like try to fix it, and it's like this whole thing. And I think that like you know sexual problem sexual i don't want to say conflict because sexual conflict sounds like a role-playing thing <laughs> yeah well sexual like you know like thing not uh, misalignment let's call it misalignment that's um that's a good word comes yeah. up during the course of relationships because we change as people and yada 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 and when you're not monogamous the pressure is so much less when that happens because then it doesn't mean you're doomed. Like if your partner's like, you know what? I'm just not into X, Y, Z anymore or right now. You're not like, oh my God, I'm staring down a future of never yeah. again having X, Y, Z. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> what if I never have X, Y, Z again? Yeah. You know, yeah. and that adds so much pressure, you know? And then if you're not monogamous, it's like, look, I can't, like we need to fix our sexual relationship, but you have a lot more space and freedom to be like, sure, like, well, let's take our time. Let's see how this works out, you know, because mm-hmm. the other person can just go find it elsewhere if it's something they really need. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. But I think I think open relationships are also like, you know, a lot of times they're like avenues and places where people just like one person does whatever they want and the other person just like sort of tolerates it. Yeah. Uh, because they have low self-esteem. Or, <laughs> you know, like there's yeah, a lot totally. of damaged open relationships out there. Yeah. Yeah. Open relationships. <laughs> <laughs> Smashing monogamy. <laughs> Has having a child changed? Oh shit, the we open? have a child. Where is yeah. he? Yeah. I forget I forget if I'm away from him for like two hours. Nice. I just like Anyway, it's Mother's Day. I wonder how the mothers... Oh, I'm a mother. (laughs) That's called staying present. Staying (laughs) present. I imagine imagine there might be someone listening who thinks, you know, open relationship. It's just like, wow, fuck. You know, like... Uh Yeah. But, and then I do... And then, like... I And I also think, at times, people have viewed having a child is almost like, well, that's the end of all the fun, you know, like even, but even in a non-open relationship, like I do think that, I mean, Will and I have talked about whether or not we want to have kids and we've both definitely have said at times, like there's a little bit of a, oh, well, I guess you feel this way more about marriage, that marriage kind of ruins. Well, yeah, just, I've, it just feels like it is something that makes people weird. And I and I used to th- I thought that about kids at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like think that it's like an added, yeah. like there's some we've we've seen. I don't have we. I mean, have you seen that? I've seen that with kids, not so much marriage. Yeah. But like, I think with comics, I've seen it with marriage. Yeah. I've seen a lot of comedians when they get married, they get weird in their exactly. relationship. 
And then it's like, like what, why why do you? And it's like, it's just, all you did was sign a piece of paper and all of a sudden everything's weird. But I also don't think it's a good idea, and I'm saying this to myself as well, to look at some examples of the negative. Yeah. And look at that as the fear of what could be like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, comedians know. are very oppositional, right? So as soon as there's a set of rules, they're like, those are what I'm supposed to break because exactly. I'm a big revolutionary taboo breaker. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Rules yeah. <laughs> 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 shatters. Che <laughs> 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 Guevara of comedy. <laughs> but it's like, dude, you're the one who signed up for this. Yeah, you know? exactly. And I think kids are a different thing because there's no backing out. And I yeah. think I was very... I Like, I... I've been thinking about like my mental health as being remarkably great for the past 11 weeks since my son was born. Um, because I didn't realize that like the couple years before that, when we'd been like thinking about and like half acidly trying to get pregnant on and off that, like I was terrified Mm. because I knew there was no getting like, there's no going back. Like you can't be like, I divorce you baby. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you're out of here. Yeah. (laughs) Did you, did you like, did you know always that you wanted kids? Um, I never thought I, I was never like, I don't want kids. And when I would think about having kids, it would always seem like something that would be a cool thing in my future. I think I've always kind of thought about it. Like whenever I was ready, I wouldn't go through like very stressful fertility treatments, Mm -hmm. but like I would want to, yeah, have a family. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I thought of it as something that I would like to do someday. And then I think that I started realizing, you know, in recent years that I was, you know, in my, my late twenties, as Aaron would say, or like early forties, as the, <laughs> as um, the truth may case be. may be. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> it, uh, started to be like, okay, this is something that is actually like a concrete thing that has an expiration date. You know, I can't like just, you know, when I'm 90, be like, all right, time for kids, you know? Yeah. It's such a fucking bummer, the age thing. Yeah. It's truly, I have no, I have gotten so comfortable with getting older. Like, I remember when I was younger, like the thought of being over 30 was like, you're dead, you know? And none of it bothers me anymore. Like physical, whatever, none of it, except for... Your fertility, fertility wanes. Thing. Yeah. It's yeah. just such a bummer because I'm similar to you. Like, I I don't know. I wasn't ever really someone who, like, fantasized about, like, getting married and having a family. Like, I kind of knew that I didn't want to be alone, right? But right. I just didn't know what my future looked like. And I have a lot of anxiety about having a kid because mm-hmm. you can't go back. And because I worry, you know, this is, like, a whole other, like, five-hour-long podcast. But, like, I just... I don't know. I just wouldn't want any of my mental health or insecurities or isms to, I just want to damage a kid. Even though yeah. when you really zoom back, every, every parents have damaged their child, no matter if you're great or terrible or whatever. Like, well, and also like this idea that kids are like this beautiful, perfect thing that you, that you just ruin mm. like little by little. That's false. Like yeah. you care for them. You build them up. Exactly. I you know, know like you I might just... not get them all the way to the promised land, but like you're the one carrying them most of the way there, no matter how like, I'm like, unless you're like truly abusive and bad. Yeah. Like yeah. you're doing, you're doing the work of progress, not regress. I just, I, I'm for a lot of the things that I'm not anxious about. I am at times I'm surprised in my head how anxious the thought of being a mom 
is, even though I do think I have the capacity to do it. I mean, it's, this dog has been, not that it's the same thing, but yeah. literally I've had a dog in my lap the whole time and I'm just like, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. I'll do anything for well, you. Well, there's definitely, <laughs> I mean, I don't think anybody here like has a lack of love for a child. Like yeah. you can yeah. love them and that's like, you know, you're you're not like damaged in a way where you can't love. But like, I think that there's, um, there's like pressure. Like when I get, when my hormones crash and like I've been in like the postpartum period. So I've had these moments of like, I'm having an irrational panic attack because of hormones. And like, um, it's always like, did I do something? Mm. I had a glass of wine today and then I breastfed. Like, is he going to die? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with the baby. And Jesse's like, what is your problem? And I'm like, well, it's just this irrational fear that like I'm his mother so I'm the vector of his potential damage. And what about your like your time though? I mean, again, I know it's only been eleven weeks, but like as somebody who performs and sort of has, because I, I I at times when I'm not going to a job, like when I have a writing job or something, it's so funny because you'll complain about not having a lot of free time, but yeah. I do love the structure. Yeah. And when I'm left to my own time schedule it is very easy for me to sometimes be like what am I doing with my life you know because like you have this free and so to then put a child in there like do you feel like it's helping with structure interrupting your like or is it too soon to even what do you think I mean there's definitely a lot of structure and a lot of necessity right now for me to be kind of at home taking care of the baby because he's under three months old. So are you not working a day job right now? I no, I am. I'm oh, back I'm back at work and we, okay. we have and a I whole... have a I have a half time day job and I went back a week and a half ago. Okay. And I also have a writing project, like I'm writing a play, um, and it's like I'm being paid for it and mm. I'm on a deadline. And I've been like working and then dealing with the baby and then he goes to bed and then I stay up and write until like one in the morning That's awesome. and then I right. sleep for a couple of hours awesome. and then I trade off <laughs> and then I breastfeed it. and then I trade off with this guy and he's up from like four to the rest of the day. So like this weekend, you know, it, b- before the baby, a weekend like this, I might've gone on Saturday and just fucked off and gone to the mountains for like all day. And Jesse just, likes like, nature. Yeah. Yeah. Done yeah. some, done some nature. I, that type of thing is not, um available to me at present because like i can't just leave aaron with the baby all day i mean under a special occasion yeah but just like casually going off to like be in the mountains is is not qualifying when the kid is under three months yeah and like i feel similarly like i probably wouldn't be like peace i'm gonna go bum around some open mics and like hang Mm -hmm. out at the business on monday like i i would have to be booked yeah, to go out yeah. and like you know be in the world and that's not indefinite like we both realize that it's because the baby's so little exactly and as mm-hmm. he gets bigger like when he's like you know six or seven months old he'll be sleeping 12 hours whoever's home with him at 7 or 8 p.m won't have to deal with him throughout the night you know so like it's gonna get better but like right now it's like intense and i do feel alienated from comedy but like it's la everyone feels alienated yeah 100 <laughs> yeah. it's hard to escape that feeling yeah nobody's no, like oh i'm really in the scene yeah like, right Exactly. Everybody knows my name. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't know. know if I mentioned how much time I'm spending in a hammock. Yeah. <laughs> this poor There's... dog is like, stop telling me jokes. <laughs> 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 I mean, she loves it. Um, but I will say, only speaking as an uncle, which obviously I have, I have no idea, but it does seem like when they're of age to maybe go on those mountain walks with you. Yeah. That seems pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. And I can't wait to take him to open mics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think... 
I mean, I'm, I, it's funny because one of the perks of this podcast, I think, is I think it's easy at times. I don't know if you have this, but it's easy at times when you're with your partner and you love them and you know, you're trying to talk about something that might be kind of difficult. It, it's, I think it's easy, especially because we're both so silly. Yeah. I think we'll kind of like joke it off and maybe never completely finish the conversation. Hmm. And so it's been nice with the podcast. No, but I, but I, think, I think with the podcast, it's sometimes like we end up putting each other on the spot a little bit. Oh, wow. Which is like, because yeah. there's another couple there to be like, this is how we yeah, do it. Yeah, you should yeah. have an account together. Yeah. Why don't you? Yeah. It's like, all right, that's a good idea. Remember when we bought that dishwasher in 2006? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a real thing. We bought a dishwasher really? in like 2006. Wow. Yeah. Did yeah. we go to LA with you? No, it no. was like a half size dishwasher, uh, but yeah, it was like it, it was like friend. a thing that we had to like go through together and like we the bought this account. podcast equipment together. Yeah, that was well, a- no, but like we have. Here's the thing: is in the past three three months. <laughs> no, but yeah, in the past yeah. three months, we have had some pretty we've had some really significant you know commitment moves where we got like a dog we moved cross country together yeah we bought a car together you know like those are like like it's like a lot i think for three months but i will say when it has come to talking about marriage merging finances and having children we have we've had the conversation so many times and never really ended the conversation well i think the merging and the children we've gotten close at least well those are both but we, I, I think we agree on children for those things. right so that's where we so here's here's the thing that i've learned in my late 30s i mean i mean late 20s Hollywood. there you go there you go <laughs> um i i you know i'm 37 that is a true fact and i um i think like there's this idea that you can like figure it out and get it right. And now I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. Like you just double down on whatever you've already chosen. Yeah. yeah. Like, just like if you're going to go for it, go all in. And like, that's like a, a psychological choice. And if you're like, well, I could have done this or was this the right thing? That's like such a, like, it's like a wide eyed 20 something perspective. <laughs> yeah. Like there's the right answer. What's the right answer for me? And it's like, no, you just have to be like, my life is awesome. And what I've gotten myself into is the right thing. Yeah. And like, just really like buy your own, whatever you're selling. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you're going to be much happier than if you're like second guessing it or trying also, to, or trying to orchestrate something. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm I, not used to talking about things because we weren't allowed to do that in the house. We just had to do it. So I think that's where a lot of like preparing for things is is troublesome for me because I'm like, well, let's just do it then if we're gonna do it. Like, there's no talking about merging finances. So what, did Yoda raise you? Like, what? pretty much. I mean, they kind of <laughs> did, but there were there there was always like because I would if you come home and like complain about a teacher, it's one of those things where they're like, so fix it, and it, but it works for me and my brother because it's like, yeah, okay, I'll fix it, yeah, because then you don't. We did. We weren't allowed to get hung up on everything surrounding the thing it's like just solve that thing and then move forward but that's awesome for an individual yeah i know i, I know. can't just go solve it and get married to myself and get pregnant by myself <laughs> and merge my bank account with my bank account with like, modern technology you, know I mean? you can't like, do all that no. like you basically just told me to break up with you no. Julia, Julia, why don't you just lean in yeah, yeah. lean in you know <laughs> Why don't you just stop talking about your family? Stop being my mother, even though I'm making you my mother. And, but like that, I am. And not. here's the thing: is I and and that advice, yeah. Will has been very good. I at times when it comes like to creative stuff, 
I I'm a verbal brainstormer, which is great when you're in a writer's room. But sometimes when like your partner is trying to watch a TV show and you're like, okay, I have like 20. I, like I get very overwhelmed with my brain. Right. I think a lot of creative, I think a lot of people in general do. Right. And he's been very good about like, if you want to write that script, just go write it. And then I'll read it when it's done. I'm like, okay, that to me is a great time to get that advice because sure. that's like a choice on my own. But literally when it comes to like, should we start not using birth control? Is really not like a go fix it unless you want me to do some sneaky shit. I mean, like I'm, I'm, I'm hearing literally the following thing. I'm hearing that Will's like, sure, let's have kids, but I don't know why we need to get married. And Julia's like, well, we have to get married if we're going to have kids. It's 100 percent it. So, <laughs> so like, there's not like some cl- crisis of should we have kids? You both agree that you should. It's just have a question we? of like what have the we context both agreed is. We should have kids. I think we've said yeah, sure. I'm hearing, <laughs> I'm hearing that, that like, that, like <laughs> neither of you is like against having kids yeah, exactly. and like you're together with each other and you both want kids and now's the time. So hooray. Yeah. But like, here's what I'd say about having kids is like, as much as it should be something that you take very seriously. And I think that you're both people who take your like w- mental health and well being very seriously, yeah. which is really important. Once you're there, go for it. Like if you're somebody who's just like, my kid will save me. I'll have a kid and it'll fix my heart. Don't do that. But if you're like, if you're like, well, should I have kids? Like I've thought about it. It seems like a good idea, but like, what if I'm too messed up? You're not. Just I spent way too much money on therapy and crystals yeah. to fix my heart. No baby's gonna fix it. <laughs> so the, ba- the baby's just gonna be extra control. work. I know. Right? That's what we've been doing. A, a huge crystal. Just yeah. A huge crystal comes out of me. But it also eventerine. Like, I mean the 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 efficiency with which I've written this play in the last like four or five weeks, which I've been brought up two or three weeks actually. Yeah. And uh, I, it's the it's the fastest I've ever written anything, and it's like. It's because I have this time constraint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very real, and I feel very, very proud of myself. You That's know, amazing, like, and I've, yeah. I've felt like I, when I would, you know, maybe write something in the past, I had all this time to like second guess it and worry about it, and now I'm just like, wow, look at what I did. Yeah, with like constraints. Yeah, I remember talking to a buddy of mine who had recently had a kid, and he was like, you know what? I have a lot more time taken up by this child, but I actually have kind of a similar amount of time for the things that I really care about because you just fucked around less well yeah because when you have like I was saying like when I don't have a structured job to go to it is unbelievable on certain days when I'm like in a bad headspace and like get like sucked into my phone sucked into the news whatever I'll be like how the hell is it three o'clock and I haven't even gotten started yet and those are the days where i'm like so angry but when i'm like okay i know i have to be at do this at one and this at whatever and i have to like squeeze in the things i need to get done i get a lot more done because there's like limited time and the thing about having a baby especially as a as a mother because you're usually home with them and you're usually taking Mm -hmm. care of them when they're very very small there's a lot of space for the neurotic stuff like the news and the phone and the whatnot and also you're having all these hormonal issues but like it's a quick cure for perfectionism because you'll be like, well, I had a terrible day with this baby and it uh, it definitely didn't, I definitely didn't do my best. And then like the baby's fine. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know, there's yeah. like this yeah. weird way in which it's like, oh, so like me not being a hundred percent all the time doesn't kill a baby. Amazing. Like, you know, yeah. it's like the baby's great at yeah. the end of the day when I do, when I feel like I'm doing 15%. The baby's great at the end of the day. And that's taught me a lot about how hard I am on myself, generally. Uh, yeah. 
It's so poignant to think of people who never have that realization, you know, who are just like still in in the throes of thinking they have to be perfect for their child to come out like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And there are a lot of people like that. But like, if you look at the empirical evidence of this smiling, happy, healthy child, you're like, oh, like my flaws are not fatal. You know, like my flaws are are within the realm of acceptable. Yeah. I mean, my self-awareness and I mean, you've been witness to this and I think like and I think likewise for you, like we hold each other. Before I met Will, I've always been working on myself and tried to be, Ben's very self-aware. And it's been so nice to have a partner that like doesn't let me, doesn't uh, enable me to delve off my path yeah, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I think it is, you can get, depending on where you are in your life, it's very easy to get into a relationship with someone who will like let you cheat on yourself. And I mean, cheat like, you know, yes. not hold you, like, be like, Julia, you're doing that thing again that you hate that you do. Right. Why are you doing it? And it's, that's been yeah. really good. So I, yeah. <laughs> I don't let Jesse apply for jobs that have like lower salaries and titles than his previous jobs. Yeah. That's, great. <laughs> that's my, that's my role. In his, I call it Lady Macbething him. And I just, I'm like, no, you you should do more. You're so amazing. <laughs> and like, uh, I, 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 I force him to, to, reach for the stars that's yeah. good uh, or like not your stars right dick yeah. clark it's a mixed blessing <laughs> is it dick like, clark it... casey Kaysen? who is it reach for the stars i, I used to know. say it was a casey Kaysen. keep Maybe. your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars Sounds i think like it was casey Kaysen. yeah at the end of i don't know why i didn't know i never realized what a great inspirational message he gave at the end of the top 40 countdown on sundays <laughs> that's yeah. what he used to say at the end of the top 40 countdown yeah he's an interesting figure yeah. yeah, you guys Wait, Palestinian. What, what, what were you saying? <laughs> you guys, we have to. Oh, uh, what were you saying? No. Oh. oh, well, the the Lady Macbeth thing has has been, I think, a really positive thing in my life. Um, but it has kind of forced me to stop avoiding um, gaining more understanding of myself and like how I am at work. Like mm. when I had some job that was just a screw around, like get baked and go to work job, like. I could just go there and be like, this is my money, and now I do my life. But now that I have a job that I really care about, it's like I, I just have to understand my own psychology and, and figure out, like, what does it mean if I, like, can't focus one day? Mm-hmm. You know, previously I would be like, who cares? Like, I'm getting paid, you know? I mean, they haven't fired me. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, but, like, that's no longer available to me. Um, so it's there's 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 work required. But I don't let you cheat on yourself, as Julia would say. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. You it guys, is such a different feeling. Yeah, to have a job you like, because it just made me think. Yeah, when I was teaching, how much I didn't care <laughs> <laughs> about like going into work. I'd be like, okay, fire me then. I I don't uh, want to do this. This is not what I'm supposed to do in life. Yeah. Right. Everyone yep. listening, yeah. hi- hire everyone for their dream job. Cause yeah. They'll, they'll actually do a good job. It's true. You'll yeah. you're so dedicated these last few months. <laughs> you guys, we have to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. This we, has been great. Oh, we end every show asking our guests to just share. And you've had so many already. But just like a nugget of whatever to anyone listening who's in a relationship, single, divorced, whatever they are. Just what what works for you guys. Um, I think it's important to me to um, let the let one another speak uh, until you stumble upon what you mean to say and then respond. That's you know? Oh, oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> Damn! You know, 
you know like i think good. i think there's a lot of you talk around things until you get to the authentic truth you're trying to say and then the person can like deal with that yeah i mean i i i, I can't stand up with that like it, the, I, i'll have to come out with some cliches to follow that but um i i guess for me like the thing that has um worked best for me in my relationship with Aaron is forcing myself to be honest and vulnerable in discussions and, you know, not trying to like, uh, keep things tucked away in, in my own psyche and like just being open about whatever it is, even if it's something that I don't like. Um, yeah. yeah. And don't try to win fights. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Try to, you're on the same team. You're trying uh, yeah. to get, get to the destination. Luckily, I don't have to try to win. <laughs> Look at that sound. Uh, there you go. Ba -da -ba -ba <laughs> uh, you guys, thank you so much for doing, yeah, this is really fun. being here and yeah. chatting with us. It's and, been great. Um, yeah. All right. That's it. Thanks, thank guys. you. And good night, everybody good out morning. there. Good morning. Goodbye. Good night. Good day. Please sponsor Reach for us. the stars. Reach for the stars. <laughs> yeah, keep your feet on the ground. You know what, though? I'm going to take a moment if you are listening. We we don't really push social media and promotions all that much. We're like, oh, we're so... But, like, if you like the podcast, please tell people to listen and subscribe. Yeah. You know, and, and say something nice about us on the internet or in the comments or... You know, we've we've been pretty relaxed, but God damn it, we're in our night in the ninety night the night episode ninety something. I think so. And even if we sound like assholes, tell your friends we sound like assholes. So yeah, be can... like these two assholes. <laughs> That's but you provocative. Know what? Yeah, right. Yeah, these provocative assholes. No, <laughs> yeah. but like, uh, it's we're ready. Yeah, we're ready for those retweets. <laughs> <laughs> If you're a mattress company, like a startup mattress yeah, company, sponsor them. That's we'll, good. We'll make That's all our good. couples fuck on it and, yeah. and give a review. And, yeah. A Yelp review of all the times they fucked on it. All right. Okay. Bye. <laughs> good night. LaCroix, please sponsor us. HQ, please sponsor us. Good night. Thanks for listening. If you like the show and want to hear more, please subscribe to us on iTunes. And please rate, review, and tell your friends. Also, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HWDBU Podcast and like us on Facebook. Thank you. You already said thank you. Thanks again. Hey. Good night, everybody. So stupid. <laughs>